0: Welcome to the Ralph Shaheen Show presented by Lucas Oil. Lucas Oil, track proven, race ready. You can find a Lucas Oil retailer at lucasoil.com. Our guest today is a true go fast guy, a real wheel man, two-time winner of the King's Royal at Eldora and the famed Knoxville Nationals. Driver of the Napa number 49 World of Outlaw sprint car, Brad Sweet. How you doing today, Brad? Good, yeah. Thanks for having me on. Oh, great to have you here. What uh, do you think has made you such a good sprint car racer lately?
1: <laughs> well, I think a lot of it is just, you know, experience. Um, you know, there's there's a lot more to driving a sprint car than, you know, just getting in and, and going. You got to really understand the race car. And we race, you know, so many times a year at so many different racetracks. I think just being able to adapt to them all, you know, it's you need to get lots of laps at certain, certain racetracks and, and get a feel that you're looking for. Um, you know, I think the first couple of years you're on the auditor, you're just, you know, you can have a good night, uh, one night, but, you know, be a fish out of water the next. And I think after a few years of, of kind of being out there, you kind of figure, you know, a lot more of it all out. And, uh, you know, you start working with the crew chief a lot better and, and kind of understanding, um, you know, what, what the car needs each and every night. So I think we're just in a good place. I think, um, you know, it's understandable to me now why certain guys, you know, struggled at certain places and, you know, certain points in their careers, they got really good. So um, I think we're we're at that point where, you know, everything's in the right spot. Um, you know, we just gotta go out and execute every night.
0: What is it that you learned? You said you can see, you know, understand about some of these other guys' careers. What was it?
1: Well, I just think like uh, it's just experience. You know, they, they, you know, did you know Donnie Johnson start out winning the Outlaw Championship? You know, his first year, and and you, you know, it took him five or six years, and you always kind of wondered why you know, because you weren't doing it each and every night with him. And then I think now I kind of realize, okay, you know, he he has honed his craft, he he figured out all the racetracks, you know, he he started to understand the whole you know, the whole picture of what it takes to, you know, win a championship and, and win twenty races in a season. Um, you know, there's just a lot to it all. That's
0: you know that's one part of just winning races in general, but all of a sudden you become real good at winning real big races. That's a different mindset, too, isn't it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think the you know the big races are the crown jewels, and and I think everybody elevates their game just a little bit for those those special races. Um, you know, it's one, once or twice a year you get to compete for that type of money and and you know to put your name on those trophies, and you're you really only ever have so many chances chances to win the big ones. So. You know, I think everybody elevates uh, to another level, and and obviously Donnie Shots has been the guy to beat. Um, you know, at the Crown Jewels because he's been, you know, the best sprint car driver in the world for you know a number of years now. So uh, I think for us it was just you know obviously chasing him and working really hard to to get to that level. And and I think finally we've you know obviously winning the Knoxville Nationals last year I think elevated us. And uh, this year you know coming out and, and winning the Kings Royal was great and. You know, obviously, we don't, once you get a taste of it, you don't want to stop.
0: What was it uh, about these big races that you suddenly figured out that um, – because you've been winning other events, but all of a sudden, boy, like you say, two Kings Royals and Oxnall Nationals, competitive each and every night. Was it something about you as a driver? Was it about a confidence thing, or was it a feel that you were searching for that you suddenly found?
1: Yeah, I'd say all, all of the above. Uh, you know, it it just – you don't know that you can win one until you do it. They always say uh, the first one's the hardest to win, you know, especially with the Knoxville Nationals, I feel like. So uh, for me, it was, you know, probably confidence, you know, understanding what it takes, what the car needs, you know, how it needs to start at the beginning of a fuel run, you know, and how it needs to, you know, kind of transition by the end of the race, Um, you know, and it's just, it was just everything. So, um, you know, I think we're finally to that point that we, you know, can make really good decisions, and uh, you really hone in on on what it takes to, to win. So we're uh, we're at that level now, and now we feel like uh, when we don't win, we're we're really disappointed. Uh, obviously, Knoxville didn't go the greatest for us, you know, this year. But uh, you know, it's something to to learn from, and and you're always going to be fighting through adversity in these in these cars. So um, you know, hopefully, we can finish the year strong, and uh, you know, come back and try again next year.
0: So we're talking about race wins, but there's championship victories too. Are you now ready to do that? Is this team ready for that?
1: Well, that's the goal. You know, when we set out this year, obviously when you're winning races, uh, you know, the points come along with it. So we wanted to be consistent, but we really wanted to focus in on winning more. Um, you know, it seems like when you get on those streaks of winning, the the points add up. So I do feel like this team is uh, as close to, you know, ever – you know, if there's anyone to beat Donnie, you know, in the points is, is, you know, a long time. I feel like no one's really been that close for the last, you know, basically since I've been on the Outlaw Tour. um, Donnie's just kind of, you know, cruised to a a championship every year. So I feel like this year, you know, we've been able to lead the points some. Uh, Now we're second in points, just kind of barely behind him. So, you know, there's about 25 to 30 races left this season. And, Obviously, we're going to give it our all, and, and uh, hopefully, the goal is to win the championship. Um, you know, no matter what, we've had a great season. But I think if we don't win the win the championship, we'll we'll feel like we uh, it was a missed opportunity.
0: The last person uh, I can see that beat Donnie Shots was Darren Pittman back in what 2013. So beating Donnie on a given night is one thing; beating him for the title is obviously something completely different how do you then have to change yourself mentally? You talked about being consistent and all of that, Uh, but that takes a different mindset too, doesn't it?
1: Well, absolutely. I think that sometimes you got to cut your losses if your car's, you know, off a little, you know, probably the younger Brad would, you know, go in there and just keep trying so hard until it hit the wall or flipped off the end or, you know, spun out or something. I think you, you know, there's, there's definitely a factor there where, you know, the older you get, the more experience you get and the more you kind of, get into a points mindset you you know sometimes a fifth is is a good night you know or or you know sometimes you just got to get it home you know so in the trailer and, and moved on to the next night so we definitely have learned that uh, but it's it's really is mind-boggling how consistent over the course of 90 races you know donnie shots can can be and um you know his average finish will, will typically be, be between three and four you know it's uh that means over the course of 90 nights he's, he's in the top three or four you know, almost every single night. And it's, uh, you know, so it's a, it's hard to keep up and it, it's a lot of pressure. And it's so you got to go into each and every night and, and really try to execute and get every possible point you can. Um, Obviously winning is, is the key to all that. That's, that's how you get the most points. But, um, you know, he's definitely driven me, you know, to, to work harder, try harder, study harder, you know, everything, because, um, you know, obviously we're not ever happy being second best.
0: You talk about studying harder. What do you watch? Is it is it tape that you look at after the race when you're rolling down the highway? Is it uh, paying attention to him when you're on the racetrack? What are you watching?
1: Yeah, just, I mean, you kind of watch everything that they're doing. They're the team to beat. So, you know, you watch how he carries himself. You pay attention to, you know, what lines he runs. Uh, you watch basically you know, how they work on their car, you know, what it, what it looks like at the beginning of an A and, and where his wing's at at the end of the A. And, you know, you, you just, you you don't want to sit there and try to make your car look like his, but you need to understand why he's beating us, you know, and, and once you start to kind of figure it out and, you know, get closer, you know, you realize that there's just a lot to it all. You, you got to, you know, you really have to be on your game every night if you're going to compete with the 15 team.
0: Now that you've gotten to this point where you're considered a threat every time the world of outlaws rolls into a new racetrack every given night, um, what was the biggest surprise out of all of the stuff that you've learned that you went, wow, I didn't really realize that was a key to getting this all done.
1: (laughs) Actually probably just that there was no, uh, you know, no special one little thing that, that does it, you know, it's, uh, it's a number of things, and they're all small, but they all add up you know it's uh, it's having every piece of the puzzle in the right spot, you know having the engines you know throttle nice run good uh you know getting the car the right right car uh you know the right people um and it's just making better decisions you know through the night more you know don't just guess it, guess at what the car needs you know, we're making decisions based off of facts, you know, things that we know, you know, that are going to work for certain track conditions. So, you know, it's just, it's just a lot of little things and you get everything just going just a little bit better and, uh, you know, then the driver gets a little more confidence and then all of a sudden, you know, you're going from, you know, kind of running seconds and thirds to, to picking off a lot more wins. What
0: is it? How would you describe your driving style? I mean, there's so many different, you know, versions in the world of outlaws and sprint car racing over the years. Well, I think,
1: yeah, I think I started off more like a, you know, Joey Saldana, uh, you know, a guy that would, you know, run against the cushion a lot more and rip around there. And, you know, um, a lot of good guys that have a lot of success doing that. But Donnie's kind of changed the game. He runs, you know, his lines are, are never, you know, the same as other people's, you know. He's typically running across the middle of the racetrack, or you know, slows down and runs the bottom better than anybody. So we've really tried to, you know, emulate that a little bit and try to run on different parts of the track. And uh, you know, I would, I would, I'm not exactly sure, you know. Uh, I guess it's probably not exactly for me to to say, you know, what my driving style is. I feel like I can do a little bit of everything. Um, you know, I don't think we'll kind of quite as good at, as yet is at running across the middle or you know doing that but and i'm not as good as, as some hon child at ripping the, the cushion either but uh, i think we can kind of do a little bit of everything and, and i think that's what you know keeps us in the hunt each and every night
0: we're going to take a quick break here on the ralph shaheen show presented by lucas soil and if you'd like to stay up on everything that's going on with brad sweet and the rest of the world of outlaws of course. Make yourself a subscriber to Sprint Car and Midget Magazine, our sister publication here at Speed Sport, and follow along at sprintcarandmidget.com. We're going to be right back with more of the Ralph Shaheen Show presented by Lucas Oil with Brad Sweet
2: right after this. Lucas Complete Engine Treatment is a multifunctional cleaner plus lubricant from the labs at Lucas Oil Products. It's designed for use in both engine oil and fuel systems. It also cleans and lubricates the entire gas or diesel fuel system, from the tank to injectors. It contains special Lucas additives that cause the fuel to burn thoroughly and helps increase your miles per gallon. Expect longer engine life, longer oil life, cleaner exhaust, and less fuel consumption. Lucas Oil Complete Engine Treatment. It works.
0: We will be celebrating SpeedSport's 85th anniversary this year. Incredible how time flies by. To help commemorate the occasion, we've unveiled the Vault Collection of Merchandise. A really cool variety of t-shirts, hats, posters, and a lot more. It's all available right now in the store at SpeedSport.com. Shop for yourself or get a gift or two for your racing buddies. The Vault Collection of Merchandise, available now in the store at SpeedSport.com. Welcome back to the Ralph Shaheen Show, presented by Lucas Oil. Lucas Oil, of course, track-proven, race-ready. You can find a Lucas Oil retailer at lucasoil.com. Brad Sweet has some great-looking racing T-shirts, by the way. I'm sure they can visit your transporter, your merch trailer, at all the races, Brad, or get them at bradsweet.com. Yeah, bradsweetracing.com.
1: R&R Racewear, they sell them on their uh, online store as well. And then, uh, obviously... You know, the merch trailer travels to, to all the different races. So, yeah, uh, we got some cool stuff in there for
0: sure. Yeah, we got some good-looking T-shirts, too. I'm wearing one of mine. I don't know if you've got one of yours on right now. These are yeah. Speed Sport vintage shirts. You can get those at the store at speedsport.com. Always good to support each other's racing T-shirts. Um, what is it about a sprint car that gives you a thrill? I know from, you know, as a fan in the grandstand, man, it's an evil, wicked, wild beast. What's it like to drive one?
1: Yeah. I mean, there's just nothing else like it. Uh, they're like rocket ships. Um, you know, the, the amount of power I think, uh, is amazing, you know, under your foot, what, what you have, uh, to work with. And, um, you know, it's just, it's pretty indescribable to be honest until you tell until you, get in, I think just, uh, it's probably amazing the, the power and the grip and the, you know, just kind of what, what you can do with, with the race car and, and sometimes how hard they are to drive, you know, with, with all the different track conditions. So, um, you know, I would encourage people to get in a two seater or, you know, do a school at some point just to, just to say you did it once, you know, experience what it's like. I just think it's such a unique, uh, I've driven a lot of different race cars and there's just nothing like a sprint car.
0: Oh, that's for sure. I've had a chance to do it myself and it is like you said, amazing. Um, you've driven so many different things. What, what do you want to drive?
1: Uh, sprint cars. Um, I'm happy. I'm I'm in a great place in my life. Uh, you know, when I was younger, basically what I wanted to do was was make a living racing, and uh, it's a dream come true really to to be on the world of outlaw tour, uh, competing for you know big wins, uh, Knoxville Nationals, things that I only would have ever dreamt about as a kid. Uh, so I'm I'm extremely happy. Uh, I'm ex I'm happy I had the opportunity to try NASCAR. Um, and obviously, you know, had it worked out differently, I, I would maybe still be there, but, um, it didn't. And I think everything, you know, all that happened for a reason for me, uh, you know, just personally feel like I'm in a better spot, um, you know, and, and I'm able to, you know, try to put my name in, you know, all these history, you know, record books, you know, on the sprint car side, which, you know, at the end of the day, I think is just going to be so much more gratifying to me.
0: Yeah, you tasted the waters in both the Xfinity Series and the Truck Series. Um, was there something in particular that went wrong there? It just didn't work out?
1: Yeah, I mean, honestly, I feel like um, I was a little late to the game uh, as far as just, you know, it was I was a little too old at that point. Tw- I was 22, 23, you know, and I started winning midget races and stuff, and I think it was like, okay, we need to get him to a truck well it was, you know, basically no, you know, I basically hadn't really raced on pavement, especially in anything that was bigger than a, like a midget or a sprint car. And I had very limited experience in that too. So I think it was just, I didn't have the time to develop into a stock car driver. Um, I never got to run the cannon or, you know, go test very much. It was kind of like, you know, and the the teams I was with were good teams, but, you know, not Joe Gibbs racing equipment type teams at that point. So I'm not making excuses. I, I honestly just think I, I uh, needed more time to develop, but I'm definitely not bitter about it. I had an opportunity, um, you know, in, in that sport, you you have to make the most of the opportunity um, as quick as you possibly can. And I think I was the type of driver that just needed a little more, you know, time. I think I could have honed, honed in on it and figured it out. Um, but like a guy like Kyle Larson or, you know, Chris Bell, uh, the more naturally talented guys can just jump in and, you know, kind of figured it out quicker. So, I think um, that was kind of what it, you needed to be nowadays, and, and uh, I was just kind of in between. You know, we didn't have racing, we didn't have any of that stuff, so I think sprint cars just fit, fit me a little more. It's what I grew up doing, uh, you know, being around, and, and like I said, dreamed dream about doing it, so uh, it, was, it was nice to say that I got the chance, um, but I'm definitely uh, happy with how it all played out.
0: Without getting into your own personal numbers, because it's not our business, but just curious, it- you know, world of outlaw racing these days, it is what you're doing for a career. Is it is it a career that can go for a long time? Do you feel like uh, it provides the kind of living you need these days?
1: Uh, absolutely. I mean, I think that uh, you know, I think sprint car racers. Obviously, you got to be towards the very top. You know, and it's a it's a small group of us that that do the outlaw tour. Um, you know, in the in the big scheme of things. But you know, there's guys making great living in pennsylvania there's guys uh making great livings uh out on the outlaw tour i think guys are even making living you know running the all-stars so um you know there's always ways to subsidize your your income you know with with your time off in racing um i think guys do that but the outlaw tour honestly where i'm at and you know if we can kind of stay at this level um you know I, I see guys race all the way into the late 40s you know i think donnie's still on top of his game and he's you know 43 years old or so so uh I mean Sammy Swindell was competing at the Knoxville Nationals and almost put it in AMA and he's yeah. 62 years old yeah. or 63 years old so um you know there's something about sprint car racing that there's some longevity there for sure uh, I don't know that I would like to do the outlaw tour you know forever uh just the the, the grind and the missing out on on certain things that you know once you have a uh, baby girl like I do at home, it, it gets a little harder to, to leave and, and be gone, you know, through the summer. But, um, you know, uh, hopefully what it does is provide us with enough uh, money while I'm doing it to to enjoy uh, more things later in life. And, um, you know, also I think um, when I am off, not racing, um, I'm able to, to spend 100% of the, the days and times that I'm off, um, you know, with my family. So there's definitely perks to it. There's definitely... You know, with any job, uh, there's always, you know, things that that you don't like about it. But uh, like I said, it was always a dream to, to be a race car driver and make a living doing it. And I think you can see the earnings, you know, and, and the purses that we're racing for. And, uh, you know, you can see that the, the drivers that are that are winning those races are obviously making really great livings.
0: Yeah. You've also expanded out into the promoter business. Now, uh, talk a little bit about what you're doing there and, and what the fans can expect to see in the future.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I just, this is what we're in, you know, this is what we're doing day to day. And, uh, I feel like the opportunity, my first opportunity to promote a race, uh, was just kind of out of the blue. I, I just, i live in Placerville, california we have a neat little racetrack just down the road from my house and i would always stop in there and i kept asking the promoter at the time why we didn't you know why the outlaws don't go there you know and too small and this and that and so i just you know i I never that's never how i look at things (laughs) i always think you know how can i do something here and so we brought in some temporary seating and you know he rented me to the track and uh I had no idea what I was getting into, uh, but I'm glad I did. I think it made me understand the business of racing a lot more and it helped me look at it from a promoter standpoint more. It helped me look at it from an owner standpoint more, uh, not just a driver standpoint. So uh, it's been a good experience. Um, and you also don't ever know when your racing career is going to end. So, you know, when I say subsidize your income, you know, this is just something that can maybe make a buck. Uh, you know, sometimes they can lose a buck. So, um you know i'm dipping my toe in and seeing kind of how we like it seeing if there's something here where we can kind of help uh california racing a little bit um try to build some events uh this week we we did a little promotion with with kyle larson um when he came out on his off weekend and we're doing a they're calling it the fastest four days in motorsports basically and they ran Placerville last night uh running chico tonight we're calling it thursday night thunder and then a big two-day finale at, at stockton um we're having uh, called the champions classic and we're trying to build build an event kind of honor all the, the old narc champions and, and try to get a bigger purse for you know the 410 guys out here so uh, we're doing that i uh, still have my september 11th world of outlaws show wednesday night at plasterville speedway uh that i promote and race in um so that's that's always a fun balance trying to trying to do both of that but you know, I don't, I don't know where it's gonna lead me. Um, but you just kind of, I'm kind of rolling with it right now to, to kind of see how some of this stuff plays out. And you know, it can, it could be something that we expand and make bigger, and, and you know, team up with some people and, and try to build a promotion company, or it might be something that uh, just we decide it's just not for us. So we're, we're kind of going through that transitional phase right now.
0: What do you, what do you think uh, as a promoter you would love to do? Is there like, man, if I could do that, that would be cool. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well uh i obviously big events you know uh, just they're they're intriguing to me i think uh it's so great to see how well knoxville nationals you know how much it's growing what they've done at eldora speedway with the king's royal and all their other events you know it'd just be neat to to be a part of something like that i i think just something that i really really draws me is is how to get a fan there and then how to you know make them feel like they have the time of their life you know you you want you don't want to just go out there and have a race. You want to have an event. And uh, that's what I want to do is is I want the fan to have something to do, you know, every day, all day. I want them to feel that atmosphere of, holy cow, you know, that someone's winning $175,000 tonight, you know. And I would like to be in charge of that. You know, I'd like to put that on. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's right now Eldora and oxville are a clear class of the field on that the west coast i feel like we're itching for something it's just a matter of uh where we could put it and you know it's whether we need to build build back uh an old event that's, that's still around or is it you know something that we can find different you know and i think uh you know i don't know what it is yet but uh obviously my eyes and ears are always open
0: like we're gonna be right back with more of brad swede here on the ralph shaheen show presented by lucas Oil. Hey, Sprint Car fans, it's Ralph Shaheen, and like you, I love Sprint Car Racing. For the best coverage of Sprint Cars, Midgets, and more, there's no better way to keep up on our favorite sport than having a subscription to Sprint Car and Midget magazine. Don't miss out. Sign up now at SprintCarandMidget.com. everybody the ralph shaheen show presented by lucas oil you know it's the 85th anniversary of speed sport brad sweet knows because he uh scored a copy of this this very issue from me while we were in knoxville a few weeks ago what'd you think of the 85th anniversary issue did you like it yes it's
1: awesome and uh, if you don't have one you definitely need
0: to get one hey that's a pretty nice plug thanks i have to have you do that more often uh <laughs> so brad sweet a northern california guy like myself you talked about a lot of racetracks uh where the Outlaws are running, NARCA's is running, the King of California tour is well known for back out there, and a lot of places you grew up going to. Myself as well, being a Sacramento guy. You know, there's a lot of big name race car drivers from that area right now. That's been, it's always been a very popular area for racers, uh, legends like Jimmy Sills and Scott Pruitt and Gary Ormsby. But right now, there's yourself, there's Matt Benedetto. There's Alexander Rossi, and there's some guy named Larson from over in Elk Grove who's pretty quick, I hear. Um, yeah. What is it? What's going on out there that you guys all of a sudden all came flying out of the same area?
1: I don't know. Uh, it's a good question. Um, you know, me and Matt Benedetto actually grew up, you know, in Grouse Valley right down the road from each other. Um, and my dad actually, when they moved to North Carolina to, to pursue, you know, Matt's stock car stuff, actually bought the business from uh matt's dad and, and still runs it to this day so uh we actually have some connections there with uh, the, the benedettos and uh started at, in outlaw carts racing you know with matt um and obviously kyle uh we all came from you know that cycling deal. know and then uh, obviously alexander he's actually from the Madison, which is right next to gones valley uh didn't know much about alexander um but he uh You know, he went more of the European and wanted to race Formula One. Uh, But now that we have the Napa connection, I actually get to talk to Alexander and see Alexander quite a bit. Um, You know, I had a lot of different appearances and and things like that. So uh, I I just think he's an unreal talent. I think Matt's an unreal talent. And obviously, you know, Kyle's, uh, you know, proven to be one of the the best talents of our generation, you know, up to date. So, um, you know, it's, it's pretty cool.
0: Okay, you know, you know. No, wait a minute on this Larson guy. I mean, I know he's your brother-in-law and all that, but now you can really tell us—is he really that good?
1: Yes, I, I, I believe it. Um, you know, based <laughs> off what he can do, uh, you know, in our in our sprint car stuff, and you know how young he was able to to kind of adapt and do it. Um, you know, I, I think he's a generational talent. But uh, you know, Chris Bell came right along and and kind of you know was able yeah. to do you know, similar things to Kyle. So uh, it's neat to see, you know, how good these kids, you know, are, um, you know, they're, they're all a little younger than, than I am. And I remember when for Kyle first came on the scene, it just, it was just amazing what he was able to do, um, you know, there for a couple of years in the, in the midgets and the sprint cars when he was doing it full time. I believe if he, if he would have, you know, not been, uh, obviously gone over to NASCAR that he would, um, you know, have rewritten many records in the, the sprint car world
0: yeah he's truly remarkable i was just picking on you there uh when when you guys um get together is it all racing all the time or did you guys finally get an opportunity to talk about something else
1: uh yeah we we actually we we talk a little bit of smack we we do like talking sprint cars and uh kyle's a true you know race fan but uh, they're actually staying at my house right now and and we just we hang out talk golf uh you know, have a few drinks at the end of the night, cook some food, and you know, yeah, it's just it's it's a you know a lot of family atmosphere. We've got kids running around and, and things like that. So um, you know, it's a it's a good balance that we try to keep. It's not it's not too all racing all the time, but it seems like racing brings us together the most.
0: You know, there's another Northern California go fast guy uh, by the name of Rico Abreu. Who I know you know exceptionally well, also, and we had Rico on the show not too long ago. And I asked him, I said, who right now is the best sprint car racer in the country? And he said, you. And the reason why he said Brad Sweet is the best is because he said, Brad will always race you hard, but he won't tear up your stuff. Uh, what do you think of that?
1: Yeah, it's a great compliment, obviously, from you know Rico, who I highly respect, too, so... Um you know, I, I, I would feel like, um, you know, I always race people, you know, the way they race me. And, and it's another thing I've kind of learned from Donnie is, is, uh, you know, the respect level and, and how you race people. And, you know, if you, you don't put yourself in those bad situations, bad things don't happen. But, you know, I do appreciate that, uh, comment from, um, you know, Rico, obviously, uh, we, we respect each other a lot. And I think Rico's a, a great talent.
0: Okay, you're going after this championship this year. You've won some big races. Uh what are you dreaming of next? Obviously championship's are a big part of it, but where do you want to see this this career take you?
1: Uh honestly, I don't know. You know, I, I I just want to enjoy the moment. I want to enjoy, you know, the the fact that we're able to to be in this moment. You know, win, winning the races. It's uh like I said, it's it's something you hope for, but you know, to actually get to the point where, where we're competing for all that is, uh, is pretty amazing. And, um, you know, I just want to ride it out. I want to, you know, execute. I want to, you know, the opportunities in front of us. I want to make the most of it. So, um, you know, I just want to look back in my career and not have any regrets. You know, say, man, we won the Knoxville Nationals, the Kings Royals, the championships, you know, Everything. When we have the opportunity, we capitalize, you know, and and you just don't want to have regrets. But at the end of the day, it's racing; everybody's pushing hard, and you know that's all we can do is is give it our best shot each and every night.
0: And that you certainly do. It's a lot of fun to watch you race, Brad. We really appreciate you taking the time to join us today.
1: Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Anytime.
0: All right, Brad Sweet, joining us here on the Ralph Shaheen Show, presented by Lucas Oil. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Best of luck out there on the road, Brad, and we'll see you all at the races.